Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 148 of the Property Magic Podcast, in which I'd like to share with you details of the property time bomb. Now, this has been ticking since April 2017, and many, many property investors are going to be affected by this. But if you're looking to acquire more property or even start your property investing journey, this could be a huge opportunity that you need to be aware of. So to understand this, we need to go back in time. We need to go back to the early 2000s, 2004, 2005, 2006, when many, many people were getting into property. And one of the reasons that so many people were able to start their property investing journey was because many banks were using self-certification mortgages. This is where people could just sign to say they could afford it. There were no affordability checks. It really was irresponsible lending and irresponsible borrowing at its worst. And this really was what caused the credit crunch that started in America in 2007 and spread around the world. You might remember in the UK in November 2007, Northern Rock was the first bank that fell due to this credit crunch. And so lots of people were borrowing money that they couldn't really afford to pay. And from a borrower point of view, from the property investor point of view, people were buying properties that didn't really stack up. What I mean by that was each month, the rent that would come in would be less than all of the outgoings, the mortgage, the insurance, the management fees, etc. So people were buying properties that they would have to subsidize by maybe 100 or even 200 pounds a month. Now, this might sound crazy to us now, but at the time, you must remember, property prices were absolutely booming and everyone thought property prices would continue to go up. So in this in mind, people are thinking, well, I don't really mind if I have to subsidize a property by a thousand or two thousand pounds a year because I can afford to do that because the capital growth is tens of thousands of pounds a year. So people saw it a bit like a, a pension scheme. They didn't mind putting money in and, and saving money in their property because they were getting so much capital growth. Well, of course, when the credit crunch came and the property markets crashed, uh, many people were in a situation where they had properties that had negative equity because they had bought at the peak of the market, 2006, 2007. The market come down by as much as 33% in some parts of the country. It was much less than that on an average, but it was still a, a big drop for many people. And yet they had properties that would cost them money every single month. Now, some people threw the keys in and just got repossessed and and they thought that was the end of their trouble. Well, that was just the start of their problem, really. Um, But that's what many people did. And that's why banks, when we came out of the credit crunch and out of the recession from 2009, banks changed their lending criteria and they were very conscious about affordability and they would typically lend up to 75% loan to value. Whereas previously, we were getting mortgages at 90% for buy to let. And if you were buying your own home, as long as you could prove you had enough income, you could even get a 125% mortgage back in 2007. So as a result of all this negative and destructive borrowing that went on, we saw the credit crunch happen. So this meant that many people had properties that they couldn't afford to sell because they were negative equity, but they were costing money every single month. Now, the biggest problem here is that this is a situation which 
you can't really get out of. You could throw the keys in, which many people do, or you can just wait. Now, if you could afford to hold the property, maybe not so much of a problem. And that's what many people did. They they had to subsidize their properties. And the only thing that saved literally hundreds of thousands of investors from going bust was the fact that the interest rates came down. The Bank of England base rate dropped to half a percent. And that was a low in history. And it stayed at that half a percent for probably the best part of a decade. Now, here's the point. At the time, many mortgages were based on the Bank of England base rate rate plus one or two percent. What that meant was the effective pay rate for many of these property investors was very low, anywhere between one and a half to maybe as much as three percent for their mortgage. This meant the properties that hadn't made cash flow before the credit crunch, that were costing money every single month, suddenly were making really good cash flow. And many investors became very used to this strong cash flow generated from their properties. The risk, of course, that interest rates were not going to stay at half percent. At some point, interest rates would start to increase and thus these investors would see their cash flow start to diminish and dwindle as interest rates rise. So that's the first part of the problem for these landlords. Then came April 2017. And this is when the time bomb really started ticking because the government introduced Section 24. Now, I've talked about Section 24 on many of the previous podcasts. Hopefully you understand about it. You know what what it means. Just in case you don't, very quick summary. What it basically means is if you own property in your own name, and that was the very best way to own property, the majority of property investors owned it in their own name. And if you had mortgages, which again, the majority of property investors have on their rental properties, and if you're a higher rate taxpayer. Now, obviously, not all property investors are higher rate taxpayers, but many of them are. So this probably affects, I would say, at least a million property investors. They have properties in their own name, they have mortgages and they're high rate taxpayers. What Section 24 means is you actually pay a lot more tax on your property income. In fact, you could even have the scenario where you could have a property that doesn't actually give you any cash flow, but on paper it makes you money. And so the tax man wants their profit, their tax on that profit at the end of the tax year. So what this means is that as properties become less profitable, or I don't know, for example, if interest rates go up, you could have a situation where the landlord is not actually making any money, they're making less and less money than they're used to making. But from a tax point of view, they still have to pay tax on what we call the phantom profit. So it's not real cash flow profit, but it is profit in terms of the way that the tax is calculated. So this is the ticking time bomb. And this has been ticking since April 2017. Now, many landlords have transferred their properties from their own name into a company structure or limited liability because companies are not affected by section 24. So that's what many people have done. We've also seen many landlords over the last few years sell their properties. Many landlords have not done anything because they've had pretty good cash flow and they've kind of uh, taken the effect of the extra tax on the chin. But as interest rates are now going up and we see them slowly creeping up, this is becoming a bigger and bigger problem. So it's what we call the the double whammy effect. Not only are we seeing increasing interest rates, but on the potential profit people make from their property, they're being taxed more. 
What all of this means is we're going to see even more landlords than ever before wanting to get rid of their properties. Think about all the other legislation coming in, the fact that they've abolished the Section 21s, the fact that they're bringing this uh, requirement for EPCs, energy performance certificates, to be at least a C rating in 2025. These are all things that many landlords are thinking, you know what, I've had really good capital growth the last 10 or 12 years of my properties. Property doesn't seem such a good thing to be in right now. Maybe I should sell some of my properties or all of my properties, cash in on all that profit and just do something else with the money. So we are seeing more and more landlords selling. Why is that good for you if you want to acquire more property? Well, we need to look at the slightly wider picture. And a couple of episodes ago, I talked about the economy. I talked about the effect of inflation and the potential probably going into recession and what that means for you and your property investing. If you've missed that episode, I recommend you go back and have a listen to that. But what it means is we're going to see more and more landlords selling their properties. Now, If we have a lot of landlords putting properties onto the market, particularly trying to beat the 2025 EPC deadline, well, I think we might have this increased supply. And the question that no one really knows the answer to is, will all of this extra supply be soaked up by the strong underlying demand that we have in the UK for property, or will the supply be greater than the demand, in which case we'll see property prices start to come down. Now, Personally, I do not think we're going to see a property market crash, but I think we'll see certainly a slowdown and and a slight price correction. But here's the thing you need to understand. Many property investors who have held property for a long time, so I'm talking people who've had property before the last credit crunch, before the last recession in uh, 2009, sorry, 2009, is that they remember how much property prices came down in 2008 and 2009. You know, some property prices fell as much as 33% in some parts of the UK. So with that fear in mind that that could happen again, even though I don't think it will, but who knows, with that fear in mind, I think we'll see lots of landlords deciding maybe they should sell up. Maybe they should get out of the game. And maybe they should sell their property and take a slight discount on the price now just to get it sold now before the price drops dramatically. So I hope this kind of makes sense. No one knows what's going to happen to the property market. No one knows what's going to happen to the economy. But I think it's not looking good for many people. That is, unless you know what to do and how you can respond to this. What this means is many landlords looking to sell. Now, if everyone's trying to sell, and everyone thinks the property market's coming down, it takes some nerve to come and buy property while that's going on. And you need to understand you're buying for the long term. Is there a chance you could buy something at the moment and in 12 months time it's worth less? Yes, that could happen. Have you lost money? No, you haven't lost money unless you have to sell that property. And if you follow the five golden rules I teach in Property Magic, you can go and listen to a past uh, podcast episode all about that. If you follow rule number two, three, and four, particularly number two being buying an air of strong rental demand, number three, make sure you buy with positive cash flow, i.e., it must make you money every single month, and number four, we're buying for long term. It doesn't really matter what happens short term. And if most investors are running for the hills, panicking, trying to sell property, and the general public thinks it's not a good time to buy, there's means there's going to be even more opportunities for those of us who are ready, educated, and prepared to move. So 
I believe this is going to be an incredible time for you to be investing in property. Very important to get educated. Very important to keep yourself plugged in and keep your mindset right when everyone else is losing their heads. So I do hope you understand this opportunity. It's what I call the time bomb. It's been ticking since April 2017 and it's about to explode. As interest rates go up, many more landlords are feeling the pinch, particularly if they have to start paying tax on properties, but they're not actually making any cash flow. But from a tax point of view, they have made a profit. That's going to be the real crunch. It's going to happen very, very soon. So you've heard it here first. This is going to be probably the buying opportunity of the decade. Next week, on the podcast, because it's my birthday, because I will have been investing in property for about 27 years at that point, I've got something very special I'm going to tell you about, an opportunity for you to understand how you can really learn about what's happening in the market, what's going to happen in the next 12 months, and how you can successfully invest, even if the market's coming down. Now, most people who are out there teaching property investing have been investing themselves for less than 10 years and certainly teaching for less than 10 years, and they haven't invested through a crash. This is something that might happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but certainly potential of it's there and a downturn, certainly. And so some of the strategies that you've been using and people have been teaching over the last 10 years may not be appropriate for what's going to happen in the market. You need to get up to speed. You need to know what to do. And I'm going to give you details of that in the next edition of the Property Magic Podcast. So look out for that episode. Until then, remember to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.